This podcast episode on the future of work is part of the seventh QED Changemaker series in May 2021. For this series, we have industry leaders who will share their personal perspectives on the shifts in the workforce, workplace, and workday from their respective leadership vantage points. I'm your host, Ryan Lim, Principal Consultant at QED Consulting. Our guest today is the Chief Technology Officer of City Development Limited, otherwise known as CDL. With 25 years of experience leading business and technology teams, he now leads group technology, strategy, and operations at CDL with oversight of group IT and digital initiatives. He is passionate about bringing unique insights to the innovative use of technologies to create business value. Prior to this, he was the Managing Director for ServiceNow in Asia and the Group Chief Technology Officer for Pactera, a Nasdaq-listed IT services company. As an industry leader, he has been ranked as one of the top 10 CIOs in ASEAN by IDG since 2019 and currently serves as the Vice President of the Singapore IT Management Association and as an advisory board member of the National University of Singapore. Let's welcome Ivan Ng to the QED Changemaker Series podcast. Hi Ivan, great to have you back with us today. Thank you, Ryan. Today, we're here to talk about the future of work, right? So a lot of conversations has been going on about automation and AI. And I thought that it would be great to have you to you know maybe bring some of the human element and you're the bridge, right? You're the chief technology officer. I'm sure you can bring some of these bridges back to actually how does it affect us? What's the future of work like? And maybe leverage on your vantage point and what you're seeing. What's your personal vision on the future of work? You know, future of work, we've been talking about it for many, many years. Largely because I, I'm in IT, we always talk about automation, right? But I think specific to where we are at now, I think there is two big questions on work. There's a reflection of what work constitutes, which uh, because of the fact that a lot of people are now working from home, work is also being redesigned. So that, that big thinking about does work need to be coming together and then you can then create work that satisfy maybe the market or is it just pure outcome based, right? And then some of this really dependent on whether your work is independent piece of work or dependent on other things. There were a few factors I think that is very relevant to us in terms of uh, looking at future of work. Uh, one is uh, I think expectations are all changing. Your customers are changing your employees are changing. This big social experiment that just happened, right? Uh, which is everybody suddenly are very good with collaborative technology. You know, during a pandemic, everybody became a Zoom expert or a Teams expert or whatever. Like, you know, you just pick one of this. And therefore, I think that there's a lot more literacy in terms of how to use technology. Flexible work will start happening, right? I mean, we've already seen what is possible. And therefore, there are also intricacies in terms of if you can work from home, does it mean that if you work uh, now in a different country, you can still do it, right? And that leads to a discussion which I would point out as what my bigger concern and opportunity is like, that your talent market space is now global and you have platforms that's enabling this. Go to a platform called Fiverr or Upwork, you could, you know, literally get your graphics done almost like auction marketplace, a like, bit like Amazon. In fact, I, I read an article which is quite interesting that one point we may all become digital products with your own ratings, your own reviews and, uh, you know, and, and people can order your work to be done and I hope we don't become products to be put into a shopping cart. Like, but I'm going to ask you for a five star rating <laughs> you know but it is true if you go to some of these platforms which i have it shows that the future of work 
is now currently for the gig economy or freelancers. But why should it stop there, right? Would work become one where people go there and say, I need three months of this skilled resource, for example, and, and that's it. I think the, the other thing is, even for companies, there's also increased scrutiny, right? You go to a platform called Glassdoor. What do they think about their CEO? What do they think about their leadership? And you learn all sorts of things. There's a lot of transparency, both on the candidate side as well as on the employer side. So it seems like work is going to be reasonably decentralized thanks to technology. And with that happening, right, I think what you rightly mentioned is going to be both an opportunity as well as a bit of a worry because things that can be outsourced and done anywhere in the world. I'm sure that's happening already. I mean, earlier parts of it with that whole digital nomadism is already a, a very good test case of that actually being fulfilled, isn't it? Yes. I, I think that what we are saying is the pandemic has just exposed certain things a lot more. I mean, outsourcing has been around for the last 15, 20 years. In the past, obviously, the technology may not have been so mature, but like I said, I think everybody is now used to a bit more collaboration. So I think the technology has really up and changed that playing field altogether. So it seems like the conversation seems to have shifted away from AI and technology and automation as well, back to human at the center these uh, recent times. What would then be the role of technology and what does it play? Is it just an enabler? Is it a platform? What is it? I think you're right. I, I think work at the end of it is to achieve an outcome, right? You know, people get together to produce an outcome that is in demand. That's why businesses exist. I think technology itself has never been centered. I always believe that the center is always about the human, but it's a big enabler in terms of you could now work from anywhere. You know, you can work from a coffee shop, you can work from a hotel. Uh, in fact, in one of our hotels, we actually do that. The occupancy is very good. People are just sick and tired of working from home, like, right? Uh, they, they just want to change your environment go somewhere work. I think you also see through cloud and a number of other technologies, you could start work on a phone and then later on you could go to your office and you continue on the same document. Cloud has enabled that. So the thing is, uh, you know, the concept of retail, there's always this uh, concept called omni-channel. Uh, you start your shopping virtually and then you go on a retail store and you complete that transaction or something like that. You see work being done like this as well. So in terms of time, right, you can also space out time as well. So technology has been able to do that. But I think more importantly, I, I see AI being a lot more important because you're not just automating, you are automating with a lot of the machine learning as well as the artificial intelligence. And they are learning from every company, every transaction that is happening around. And, and therefore, I think that is massive scale. And unfortunately, this is where it becomes a bit scary because, uh, you know, things that you, you take 10 years of experience to gain, maybe the machine learning aspects of it could actually pick it up quite quickly, right? And that's really the elephant in the room that, you know, anything that is repeatable can be automated. And I don't think you can deny it. I think the fortunate thing is the rules are going to change. There's really no shortage of problems to solve. We as humans, we also create our own problems. So as this uh, manual issues get resolved through automation, our rules will just evolve to solving bigger issues maybe. And that requires creativity. So I think humans will still be empowered to do this. With this kind of clashes of the construct, right? When we used to have a certain idea of what the office is going to be like, of hotels like you rightly mentioned is going to be like, or cafe is going to be like, it seems like all these are all clashing and crashing with each other. What do you think is the future of the workplace going to be like? First of all, you're right. I think the blurring of lines between the sectors are obviously there, right? Uh, it, it becomes just a space. You could work from home. You see homes becoming more office-like and you see office becoming more home-like. I think there are a few dynamics at play, right? One is, let's talk about this pandemic. There are some lessons that we've learned. When people are at home, it doesn't mean that you have more time. In fact, the paradox is that people are finding that they 
they don't know when to start or end their work. You know, they start earlier, they end later. Uh, they have no downtime between meetings, and they find increased pressure to monitor their emails and, and stuff like that. In fact, Microsoft actually did a survey. Uh, it's very interesting. The amount of meetings have actually gone up more than doubled, I think. And then, uh, you know, in terms of number of documents that we are all creating, we're up like almost seventy percent. But if you just measure it on the metrics, on the data level, our productivity must have gone through the roof. But at what cost? I think the the mental well-being is there are some pockets of that that has not been addressed. There was a, a survey. That that shows that uh, you know two out of every three employees are saying that they really just want in-person collaboration. You know they're, they're kind of like uh, I'm not going to be stuck at home and, uh, and generating all these documents by myself. <laughs> With all these key observations and changes, right? What do you think will be the impact that we will be seeing down the road? I mean, you mentioned earlier that I think that's the mental well-being and burnout because we are getting a lot. I think there's a lot of activity happening. Whether or not we are truly productive and can it be sustained, even though it is becoming more and more productive on the long run as well, is it? I think that's true. I, I have a personal hypothesis. A lot of times when you are out of sight, uh, you tend to overcompensate by generating more things, right? More activities. If you don't have that, then will my boss think that I'm not? Working very hard. Therefore, I think that's a bit of that. And I think particularly in Asia, we have this problem. There's a worry that year end, when it comes to bonus or promotions, will you be the person he he or she sees more often? And you know, some surveys have actually voiced that out. They are worried that out of sight, out of mind, right? But I think that. Some of the bigger issues we need to take care of in terms of it, besides the mental well-being, is you know the companies are always saying that hey, you know maybe I should do a bit of cost savings. As everybody goes back and work from home, there's also this uh, innovation aspect that's all missing, right? Uh, social capital. More than one percent has stopped through that. Social capital is not being built out. But more specifically, that the relationships are being formed within the team. But outside the team, you don't do a Zoom meeting to to chat with how are things, right? You do this when you walk along a corridor and say, hey, you know, how are things? How how is it in marketing? And then you know, you try to find out things, and therefore that relationship get formed. So cross teams, I think that relationship has really suffered. We spoke about that kind of、uh, social capital and also like the decentralizing of work. That means that、uh, while there are more opportunities, there are also more challenges because it, it can be done from anywhere. Any other significant opportunities and challenges that you're observing happening in the future? Okay, what I think is happening right now is a big upheaval of all the assumptions that we know in the past have all changed because of the pandemic. We are all trying to adjust, but we we have we don't know what the answer is, and I think it's a multi-year journey to try to figure out. But humans are very adaptable.、Right? We will adapt to a point where you will find a sweet spot, try to balance out the the outcome for all the. I think there'll be winners and losers. I mean, in the real estate space, obviously, then. What we look at,、uh, you know, where do you put the right investment so that you know you could take advantages of the opportunities? Because every disruption has opportunities and challenges. Hopefully, the challenges happen to someone else. But when you look at the investments that we need to do, we do need to take advantage of this because it's reality. You know, there there'll be、uh, some of these big challenges that will happen. So, how are the companies and organizations out there responding to these kind of challenges and issues? Are they leveraging on them, or are they just wishing it away? Maybe because I'm in the real estate space, I pay a lot more attention to what are companies doing. Your traditional sectors, it's not surprising, right? Some of your major banks, like JP Morgan and and all that, they've all said, hey, you know, I I want all my bankers back because my customers need the best. Team to get them the best solution, and I, I think Jimmy Diamond has gone up to say that yeah, that's that's our competitive advantage. But what I was really surprised uh, was uh, you know when companies like Microsoft, Alphabet, and Netflix, and these are your companies that are. 
currently providing all the solutions for remote work, by the way, right? They are also saying that, hey, you know, they, they want all their people back. Apple has actually just announced that they're going to build $1 billion, put $1 billion to building a new campus on the East Coast. Clearly, they believe that they need people to be around, to do a lot more innovation, to design the next set of products. I was also very interested in something that Reed Hastings from Netflix has actually talked about. When he was asked what are the positives of working from home, he actually said he cannot think of any positives. <laughs> he mentioned that uh, he would actually want all his employees back and there's more than 8,000 people 12 hours after the vaccine is approved. Some of these people are saying, right, is there's some innovation aspects that you, you cannot do offline. Interdependencies, having a group of people coming together to collaborate makes a lot of sense. But that's one extreme of it. I can almost see another group of people that says, hey, my work is so independent, I don't need to collaborate. Now, then you could be 100% working from home. Twitter has said that they can work from home forever. Their CEO has, has announced it publicly. So maybe there's just two extremes that companies that will find their sweet spot, right? Along that continuum. With your view of the market and the landscape that's been changing all around, so how should organizations start to view workplaces then? There's a, a lot of change going on. There's a lot of acceleration, evolution. I think there's also a lot of experimentation going on. So what are you seeing? I think a lot of organizations are experimenting like what you mentioned. I, I think we all cognizant of the fact that we don't have all the answers. But just to talk on the view of how organizations should look at their workplaces, a lot of uh, expectations have gone up. People are looking at, hey, what, what your surroundings look like, you know, the, the entire experience, right? Uh, and is it easy to, enough for you to do things? And uh, a, a lot of times we talk about being able to cater to what they want, being very customer-centric or tenant-centric, if you will, if you look at the office setup. Therefore, there's a lot of value in terms of understanding how technology can then augment that because you, you do need the right infrastructure to support this because of the hybrid nature. And, uh, and a flexible work, then technology needs to be able to weave across that, the spaces that we talk about. Second area is around how work gets done, which is uh, whether your work itself, the task itself, is, whether it's capable of being done independently. Some work obviously cannot be done. You know, can you imagine if you go to a hospital, right? And uh, your surgical team uh, is not just one surgeon, right? It comes to assistance, the person who the anesthesia and all that, you know, they, they all have to work as a team, right? So therefore, they all have to be at the same side. But there are also certain work that can be completely, uh, you know, done separately. I think organizations need to look at what their work entails. It's very dangerous to adopt one model and say everything fits in there, right? Uh, I think you need to look at what that task is and then selectively do that. It's interesting because if you think about what has been happening from the convergence of the clashes of different spaces coming together, it seems to be very, very experience-centric. Would that be right to say that? Yes. The experience of being able to collaborate with people that is not maybe physically in that, that same building, that has happened even before pandemic, right? You know, the ability to then collaborate with people that not not necessarily in the same space, but, you know, they could zoom in. But I think the overall experience to make it seamless, I think is something uh, of, of greater concern right now. You know, people want to be able to collaborate a lot better. We also had cases where, you know, within our works spaces we we have uh, you know booths for people to go into so that they can have their privacy they can take out their mask and, and engage in uh, you know meeting with other people that's not, not at the same site 
maybe we can change spotlight from the world around us to maybe somewhere closer to home at CDL. I mean, you've got a lot of exciting technologies and certain things that you are you know, testing and having fun with. What has really changed within your workplace? Could you share some of those stuff that's happening or experimenting with, with us? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we are definitely experimenting with quite a lot of things. But some of this started actually pre-pandemic, you know, where we are uh, to your point about having the best experience. So about two and a half years ago, we launched a platform for our entire office community so that they can come together, talk through things, be able to give us feedback, but also be able to get access to things like parking. Right now, we have the ability for them to see what's the indoor air quality so that uh, they can see, hey, wow, you know, today the temperature or the carbon dioxide levels in the air. These things are important right now because we are all uh, a bit more conscious on the health aspects and the safety aspects. But also we have experimented with technologies that are driving along safety, right, which is contactless. You know, and it was quite interesting. Last year, December, Republic Plaza became the first building globally to work with Otis, where you could actually call a lift from your handphone. You could have the convenience of doing it, and, and but most importantly, right, you don't have to wait at the lobby to wait for your leave is something that it was just right application at right time while we may not be very conscious about it some people are very conscious that they don't want to touch leave buttons things like that are, are very important for them okay help me understand so it's like a book a leave you book your leave and you actually give a, a walk time before you walk to your leave we're quite happy to partner with Otis because this is the first time they have actually done it outside their own campus before that they were actually doing it this internally I think also in terms of contactless we also work with our uh, F&B retail tenants where you can do order pay collect again same thing right you may not be very comfortable waiting in a queue or waiting to collect your food for example right uh, when you do an order pay collect through our app which is called City Nexus what happens is uh, you could order and uh, your food is ready you actually get notified that your food is ready you just go and pick it up. You don't even interact with anybody. Is there any push towards the evolution of the meeting space? In terms of capacity for meeting spaces, there's been a big drive towards having more flexible spaces. So in Republic Plaza, we actually partnered with a company called Distri, in which we're also an investor in, where they took six floors of Republic Plaza and it's actually the single largest flexible area in, in Singapore. To give you a view of how big that is, it's about 13 basketball court size. It can support 900 workstations. Uh, there's a good number of meeting rooms. So what we have done is the ability for our office community through using City Nexus be able to book any of these rooms. Of course it's chargeable, right? Uh, you know, no business can run it uh, for free. But if you suddenly find that you do need any of these spaces, you, you don't have to scramble and think about where do I go and find this space. I, I can do that through my app, you know, and you just book a room and then uh, you can book it for a period of time. Therefore, that's creating a bit of that flexibility. And we, we try to build it in into the building itself so that, you know, again, you don't have to go to another uh, building, you know, 20 minutes away because, uh, you know, a lot of times you, you still want the work to be done fairly close to you. Can those meeting spaces also transform according to the needs as well? Say three person that become five person? Yes, yes. A lot of these uh, meeting flexible spaces, if you will, are designed so that the partitions can be shifted. In fact, I forgot to mention, they actually have a, a, a space for 200 uh, person to do a town hall. It's available to all the tenants, right? And if you need it, you don't have to go find a hotel to book a, a big ballroom to do it. You could actually do it within the office building itself. With all these changes going on, are these generally transitional? I mean, just to cope with what the current situation is? Or do you see them more as like permanent changes or major shifts? Seismic ones, but quite permanent. There's no clear answer. I think 
However, my view is uh, some of these things like flexibility will, will stay. Some of these uh, trends are already happening uh, pre-pandemic. Right? Uh, people are already looking for optionality and the ability to do some of these things. Of course, the health and safety ones are now a bit more heightened at this point in time. Would it tail down later on? Possibly. But again, I think health is something that everybody will still be concerned about. So there will also be a, a requirement for it, but maybe people will be a bit more comfortable with uh, leave patterns after that. But then on the agenda, but not necessarily high up on the agenda is there, lah, right? Yes, you know, but the thing is, I think a lot of these trends are here to stay, especially the, the flexibility and the ability to work from anywhere. Right, and we've spoken a lot about CDL, landscape around us. Maybe I want to zoom in the lens on you now. From your leadership point of view, right, where should leaders and board members focus their attention as well as their efforts pertaining to the future of work? Where should they be looking at? I think there are two things that are quite troubling and we also have uh, our briefs from our, our various teams including HR because the thing is, like it or not, there's now a lot more fluidity as I talk about it. I think there's now a, a global talent market space. If you have very good people, they, they could also be thinking of moving. In fact, I think there was a survey on LinkedIn that says that the intent to switch jobs have doubled. Maybe people are staying at home and uh, looking for jobs online, right? But because competition is now global, we need to pay attention to what is the best mode of working, right? So that uh, you can still keep your best people. Uh, the thing is, there's a lot of work that's being done right now and people are feeling exhausted. They don't generally feel that they are resting enough, that their mental well-being part of it. I think as leaders, obviously, we should try to understand the challenges. That means a, a lot more empathy, if you will. You know, try to understand what they're going through so that, you, you know, you, you can at least then start addressing some of the issues that they are facing. As a leader, I mean, what do you think? Are leaders generally comfortable where, you know, they are based here and the rest of their team is actually by the somewhere working for them? It depends on the, the kind of business you are in, right? Bear in mind while we are talking about the workspace and the future of work, the reason why businesses exist is still because the customers are demanding something. There's a very good saying by Jeff Bezos. I can't remember the exact words, but his point is the thing about people is they are never contented. And the moment they have a better service or a better product, they'll shift. It's worth bearing in mind that while he may be seen as a bit more paranoid, I think all businesses need to behave like that. So while we are trying to balance out the internal stakeholders, I think we should also never forget there's a, the market space that we are serving, right? And that balance is important. Everybody could be on the beach, but if the business go out of business, that's where that balance needs to be, right? Any final thoughts or parting advice on the future of work for the leaders listening in? Actually, a quote that I want to share. There's never been a better time to be a worker with the right skills, but also a worse time to be a worker with ordinary skills. I find it very insightful because the thing is, ties into the global market space again. If you just have ordinary skills, guess what? You are competing with the whole world. If you have that set of skills that is really in demand, that would be something that everybody wants. Okay, so I, I think that winner takes all is coming to also the, the talent market space. But I also want to flip that to say that even for leaders, uh, I think we, we also need to be very conscious that we're under scrutiny as well. Again, back to Glassdoor, right? The thing is our ratings and reviews will, will be for everybody to read. And also, you know, when people will be watching about how we lead them, I, I think especially right now where things are a lot more uncertain, uh, leadership is very important. So how we behave right now, I think is, is also something that uh, gets discussed online. And sometimes maybe for leaders, maybe worthwhile to go check out whether your name is on Glassdoor. Everything is going to be bi-directional, right? <laughs> These days. 
everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Both on the leadership side as well as if you are an employee or a team member, it's going to be a lot more transparent for everybody. Thank you so much for being on our podcast for the 7th QED Changemaker Series. Really appreciate your candid sharing of your leadership perspective on the future of workplace and the future of work. Most of all, thank you listeners for tuning in to our QED Changemaker Series podcast. For more information on QED's leadership development solutions, email us at info at qed.sg. That's info at qed.sg. Do remember to subscribe to our channel and be updated on our latest episodes. I'm your host, Ryan Lim, and I look forward to having you in our next episode.